0: Gruesome, your horrific true crime podcast. I'm Connie, along with wilderness explorer Meg. She's going to tell you all about the Potato Hill murder. And as always, like as in three weeks ago, we are a Zencaster sponsored podcast. Stay tuned in a little bit for some more details about it. But if you're looking for a pretty easy way to produce, put out a podcast, then look no further
1: because then caster is for you yep you can go to dot r.com and use the code gruesome with a capital g for 30 percent off three months it's pretty grad you didn't even know that this episode that i'm about to do has the wilderness in it shut up yeah. <laughs> i won't shut up i cannot shut up it does like not kind of evidently but whatever I actually started writing this episode back in November and I put it away a couple of times I do that sometimes yeah when I started it we got an email and a listener was requesting it and I was like oh do you have any like stories or thoughts since you're local to that case and they said that they weren't born yet when it happened um but that potato hill and star hill they're like next to each other i suppose um it's in new york and it's haunted because of the scary things that have happened there god dang it meg <laughs> it's, we're not we're not going to get into the haunted stuff okay. we might a little bit after but um, okay they said that they've been there uh all times all hours and never experienced anything but their grandma refused to even go near it i'm with you grandma yeah based on my research is affectionately referred to as murder mountain so i wish you could see <laughs> my face like i would never go anywhere that was like oh yeah this is the place we call murder mountain that sounds like a ass backwards like disney ride <laughs> like dark disney rides murder mountain
0: like our alternate universe disney ride <laughs> yeah.
1: where everything's real scary Um, but this case is awful. It kind of messed me up. So without further ado, here's here's your trigger warning. Mutilation of a corpse. Graphic murder and death. Torture, I guess. Let's go. On April 27th, 1973, a man named James Weaver was doing some farm chores when he saw a green car that appeared to be dragging something behind it down Potato Hill Road. And this road is more of a lane. It's not wide. I think even at the time, it was more of like a gravel road. It looked kind of paved, but not quite like when the gravel gets pushed down. You know what I'm talking okay. about? Yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. Um, the car seemed strange. He couldn't tell. He was like, is that some kind of post-wedding getaway, dragging, like, cans or something. Oh, like. yeah. Whatever, whatever the kids are doing these days. Do people still do that? Uh, I don't know. I personally are you didn't. you married recently? Like,
0: can you Did let you me put know?
1: cans on your car?
0: I didn't even have a wedding the second time. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, my first one gave me some bad juju. I'm not going down that road again. <laughs> Let's do this right now.
1: Oh, uh, yeah. Mine was chaotic. Just, <laughs> like... Like, weddings are supposed to be fun. Hmm, No, it's crazy. Anyways, he also was like, is that a cow? So is this some weird, like, maybe they were dragging a wedding dress, or maybe it was a cow. He couldn't tell what it was. (laughs) Very, like, diverse two things. Like I could just, he didn't say wedding dress, I did. But anyways, so he wouldn't realize what that car had been dragging until later. That day when he took a drive to and from the farm store. He went to the farm store and he mentioned the car. He was talking to the people there. It was a small town. They all kind of knew each other. He it was pulling something behind it, but he wasn't sure. And the people working at the store were like, maybe you just report it, you know, just to be safe. So after James left the store, he drove that road where he had seen the green car. And he noticed something dark on the ground. And he... Kind of followed the trail. It wasn't quite skid marks, but as he followed it, he felt like he was going to stumble across something. And he did on a shoulder up ahead of the drag marks that were on the road. Uh, Weaver turned around and headed home to call police, essentially. But on his way back, he ran into some guys that worked for the New York Department of Environmental Conservation, which is a long thing, so they call it NCON. And he knew them, again, small town, uh, and he had asked them out of curiosity if they had seen that same car that he did earlier that day. And they had. They had seen a shiny green car. It had a rope tailing behind it. There um, there was a man driving it who had dark hair, it looked like. They had also found a lady's shoe and a purse while they were cleaning up the roadside and going through the brush, So they walked to this tee at Potato Hill Road, and upon closer inspection, they saw what appeared to be intestines. But the other guys were not convinced. Only Weaver was like, that's, those are intestines, I think.
0: And if he was a farmer and he was used to, like, either butchering cows or he's, like, been around animals
1: like that, then you would definitely know. (laughs) He actually, James Weaver is my favorite character in this whole thing. He is a character, if you get the chance to read um the book, which I'll say at the end because it kinda gives stuff away. But he is so like rude and just abrasive and like just a good old boy. Like, I'm not gonna lie to you, it recall the book recalls him sticking his thumb into those intestine, smelling it and saying, that smells like beef. You smell it, and trying to make the other guys smell it. Like very well country I have, boy i have no words yeah it's awful He was rough around the edges i love that in a person i do too it's like strangely endearing yeah i love um, that you know those people are good people yeah <laughs> he was and Mr. Weaver was pissed because he had to call the police several times and it was a long distance phone call from his house.
0: I feel that Mr. Weaver.
1: (laughs) So he had seen the car five hours before he called them the first time at two thirty. But by five, no officers had arrived. And then it was nine o'clock again. He called at eight thirty before nine o'clock before someone finally got there. He was annoyed that he was up late. He had been ignored all day. or something that's pretty big like i would be pissed too well so and that's what he tried to explain but they kind of brushed it off like you probably you probably didn't find intestines on the road which fair because all he really had to go on was i saw a car dragging something earlier and i see something weird on the road yeah so when the trooper gets there (laughs) james weaver is like where have you been forget my age and all that other shit it's now dusk and i want you to see my find Like, straight to it. He didn't even let him get in the driveway. So they got in the police car and they drove down to the road. They drove to where it was. And after showing it to Officer Chaffee, which was his name, he was like, what do you think? You're the law. You should know what it is. It looks like innards to me. Sure as hell. Learned that in the army.
0: So. Bless you, mister.
1: Again. Just that guy, this guy's the weirdest character in this book. Um, and had I been that officer, I would have told James Weaver to shut up and get out of my face. But he was so determined that the officer actually dispatched a tissue analyst to check out the find, quote unquote, even though to him it just looked like roadkill. He was like, "No, this is probably just roadkill," which is probably what the other guys thought as well. Yeah. Uh, but they start to kind of look around the S the rest of the area, um they see a piece of wire with hair and dirt, and he finds a chunk of random rope. The officer's like, eh, "I'm just gonna bag these up just in case." So he bags them, takes them, and the tissue is analyzed the next day, and it was confirmed to be human. So, for as grumpy and batshit crazy as James Weaver seemed, he was right. It was innards, which is. Innerts. So. Innerts. Well. Yeah. Um, Mary Rose Turner was a 56 year old secretary at the Juanita. Okay. I'm saying Juanita. It's O N E I D A. And I'm sure someone's going to be like, you're pronouncing Onida? that Oneida, um, maybe? I would it's think in Onida. New York. But we can never Onida. get anything right in Washington. So maybe New York is all. So. <laughs> oh no honestly
0: though uh well you know Sasha Sasha came over this weekend and her husband listens to the podcast as he's on patrol because he's an officer and he said his favorite thing is listening to me trying to pronounce <laughs> <laughs> words name. that you can't pronounce <laughs> and he's like you always say like your mouth I was like my mouth doesn't move properly and I try so hard And then it comes, because it was, he was talking about the uh, El Segunda cop killer. And he's like, you said those streets completely
1: wrong. I was like, I (laughs) am sorry. I apologized in the podcast episode. I don't know what you want me
0: to say. (laughs) I will add it to the list of Spokane. (laughs) Because we
1: can't spoke can't say that we spoke can't say any Washington uh city <laughs> we get them all wrong um, <laughs> I'm, I'm so sorry guys digress, we digress Mary rose Turner, back to mary, oneida Juanita, Juanita county civil service office she was a secretary there, and this car that had been seen had. A Dragged this woman, essentially, is what it came down to. This was the woman that the car had been dragging behind it. She, before this, lived alone. She had divorced her abusive ex-husband, who had tried to murder her multiple times in front of their children, and one time their children had to stop him from doing it. According to her landlord, she paid her rent on time every month, and she was very responsible. But she did go rounds with a mental illness that she suffered from, which rightfully so she had been in this Same. crazy, <laughs> this crazy abusive relationship. um, And who knows what else in her lifetime. But she had anxiety and insomnia. She became disoriented often. Um, it kind of sounds like maybe she was going through some early Alzheimer's stuff. And that is a little bit more evident in the, a little bit later in this episode. but. She had once been admitted to the Utica Psychiatric Center after a failed suicide attempt. So I guess that is another trigger warning. I'm sorry. Suicide. Um, one of her symptoms was that she would occasionally just go off and disappear sometimes oh. to just dangerous places. There was one night where she just went swimming in like a country swimming hole in the middle of the night. Um, and but she did. She went off on one of these adventures on April twenty first, nineteen seventy three. She was traveling from Utica to Albany, which was like a ninety mile trip,
0: half an hour probably, no big deal. You said she, ninety miles. Yeah. It's Say like an, an hour, hour and, and a half. half. Yeah, that's yeah, what we said. <laughs> oh, I thought you said half an hour.
1: No, I said hour and a half. No big deal. <laughs> I thought you said half an hour. I was like, how fast do you drive? <laughs> so fast. No, I always go within four miles of the speed limit above. So like at 60, I'm going 64 always. I don't know why, but I do. <laughs> I, I feel like it's just too I much.
0: <laughs> as fast as I can until they catch me. Knock on wood. <laughs> Until they catch
1: me. Uh, Mary got to Albany around 6 a.m. So she had left very early in the morning. She got a motel room. It was $14.98 for a night. I was pretty, wish. pretty good deal, right? Mary went straight to room three. She left her room quickly and grabbed some stuff from her car and went back in. She had only been the second person to stay in room three since the beginning of the year. The first guy had stayed in January, and he was visiting from Rome. So pretty much she's been the only one in the area that's been in there. She left around 8 a.m., did not give her key back, and even though her room was paid for until the next day, she did not return. She was there for one hour, pretty much from seven to eight. The housekeeper said that the bed had been slept in, And she found a toothbrush and a pair of underwear in the room, and she just placed them in Lost and Found. So, Mary had actually driven back to Utica. And when she got back, she called her son and told him that she was going to go to Buffalo. But she did not mention the Albany trip at all. And on her way to Buffalo, she stopped at her daughter's house in East Syracuse. But she wasn't home. So, she went to Buffalo and stayed the night with some friends. She didn't go to church on Sunday. She called in sick to work on Monday. No one's quite sure what's going on, but something is going on with Mary. Yeah. Here. Um and that was even more evident because as she was having her car like gassed up on Monday evening, this was when attendants still like put gas into your car. The tree. Uh, she put her car in reverse, and pinned the gas attendant between her back bumper and another car's front bumper. She didn't know why she did it, but that man had to go to the hospital for, like, leg and back injuries. Oh my gosh. Mm-hmm. She was very upset and apologetic. She didn't really... The officer that came pretty much just let her go because maybe he thought it was an accident. She just could not explain why that happened, essentially. Tuesday... She checked into a different motel her son Clyde and her daughter Marianne got together and they essentially grounded their mom they were like nope no more driving she had a psychiatric appointment the next week so they took her home and they took her keys and they said that they would see her for her doctor's appointment essentially so they're like, you're going all over the place. And they didn't even know about the car thing, like hitting the guy with the car. They just knew she oh. was like driving all over the place. She wasn't really saying where she was going. She was just disappearing. So they were like, you need to stay home. Uh, that night, Mary Rose played cards and watched the 11 o'clock news with her friends, who also happened to be her landlords. She said she was tired. She was going to go to bed. But she didn't go to bed she put on her red coat and she wandered the streets of utica all night before she had left her the gentleman that lived there um she had knocked on the door and said hey i just forgot my key and he was like where are you going and she's like i don't have to tell you where i'm going and she just left he's like well it's the middle of the night and (laughs) yeah just just worried about you you know She was seen at 3.15 in the morning by a neighbor looking through her purse like she was searching for keys. Um, And a little after that, she was seen pushing over garbage cans and yelling at cars and then standing by a row of mailboxes. And that was the last time Mary Rose Turner was seen alive. So between like 3.15 and like 3.45, this was happening. And this is kind of where I'm like, this feels like... Like some sundowners, Alzheimer's stuff is happening. Yeah. yeah. And you see where I'm going with this. Let's connect the two. Uh, At the location where James Weaver found the marks, they also found a rosary, glasses, a hairdresser's card, and a motel key. After calling the motel, investigators deduced that Mary Rose Turner had been the last person to stay in that room. Her brother had reported her missing to the Utica Police Department around four p.m. on that Thursday, and <laughs> they, so they're like, "Uh oh, we think we're we see where this is going, but we have nothing yeah. to confirm that." Yeah, Potato no Hill is a very large wooded area. Um, it's very forested in that space. So after everything, her brother came. And was like, those are her glasses. And they took them to her eye doctor. And the eye doctor was like, yes, these are hers. She bought them in December of 1971. It's good record keeping for no Yeah, computers. that's what I was going to say. Good job. <laughs> <laughs> this case was huge for this area. And it was, to this day, it is the largest, most expensive investigation this county has ever seen. They called in the National Guard to try to figure out what was going on. Um, The conservation guys from the beginning had seen that shiny green Plymouth the day that James Weaver had and they said they described the guy that it was being driven by 100 feet off of the road that Mary's partial remains had been found on, which were the drag marks, Mm -hmm. was a patch of fresh dirt that they worked very hard to discover. It was heavily wooded. It was under some brush. And with some digging, they unearthed a dismembered corpse with no face. What? What came back from the autopsy after they sent this corpse in, it is horrifying. And I'm going to warn you now that it is horrifying. The facial portion of the head was missing. And the majority of skin had been burned away due to the abrasion of the body being dragged behind a car. There were no teeth. You could see her lungs because her chest was gone. Both of the arms and legs had been removed. The fingers were all gone and have never been found. The torso had been opened and it was missing the majority of its vital organs. Intestines, stomach, spleen, pancreas.
0: What the hell?
1: Yeah. I honestly had to take a break after I read the autopsy report because it was
0: a lot. That's extremely brutal. Yeah. The, uh,
1: the, the cause of death, the coroner's cause of death, ended up being strangulation and suffocation, though. After so she, all of
0: that, so she was, she had been murdered before she was dragged.
1: That is what I believe, but I could not get specific things. There's a lot of really good information, um, like for court cases and notes, but the the prosecutions and the defense's notes are just so chaotic as I'm sure a lawyer's mind is when they're trying to, like, do this. And I couldn't, like, find specifically, but yes, I believe that she had been strangled and then tied up and dragged.
0: That would make sense, because I'm thinking, given the severity of the abrasions and, like, how, you know, like, I would think that would have to be done before she was strangled
1: yeah also um, or maybe she was dragged and then it happened but, and but then, Mr.
0: Weaver probably would have heard her screaming
1: yeah I would, she she would say she was oh, definitely oh, well so, I guess maybe not if she, her mouth was the location <laughs> where she was found is like 32 miles away from her home in Utica so her body was dragged for miles if miles. you're going to tell me at the end that
0: this is an unsolved case I'm going to slap you
1: well who was driving the car then right yeah <laughs> you, you allow me to segue very nicely into this it's a green car which maybe in the 70s is not as uncommon as it is now but they actually narrowed it down fairly quickly to Bernard Hatch who was a 33-year-old man that had already been in prison for kidnapping and rape. Investigators were able to secure a search warrant for Hatch's sister's house, because that's where he stayed with his daughter and his mom and his sister and his brother-in-law. And when they arrived, Bernard Hatch was actually at a meeting with his parole officer for the other offenses he had already done. And he drove a 66 Plymouth. Hatch turned up about an hour after the search began, and according to Bernard, he had worked at the gas station as an auto mechanic until about 7.30 a.m., and he went home around 9. And then he just refused to talk. The items taken during the search, camera and negatives, a watch with a cracked crystal face, six knives, newspaper clippings about Mary Rose Turner, boots, shovels, Stained cloth, four snow tires, a glove, and the 66 Plymouth. They searched another residence that Hatch sometimes stayed at in May of 1973. And from there, they took rope, a hunting knife, and two Goodyear tires. They were not messing around. They were not. And they were so thorough. Um, The judge who granted them the search warrant was a very by-the-book dude. And he told them when they went and requested it, he was like, You make sure you label every single thing you take. I want serial numbers, and the owners of the home also get a list. Like, do not mess this up, essentially. Because he felt like they were um, encroaching on the sister and brother in law since they weren't suspects.
0: I so could he was. Yeah.
1: Yeah. He was, he seems like he was probably a very good judge. So Hatch was arrested and the case went to trial 13 months later in November of 1975. They had to rule out more than a thousand possible jurors because of the coverage that it had received. And when it finally began December 8th of 1975, so two years later, They had narrowed it down to 10 jurors. And they had really solid witnesses. But in addition to the witnesses, people like James Weaver and her hairdresser, verifying that the hair matched the fibers and how it was cut, fibers from the shovel taken from his sister's house matched the fibers in his car. There were also bits of Mary Rose's hair found on a knife that had been taken from Hatch's dresser where he also had newspaper clippings of her murder. Seems weird, right? Why would you have those just in your dresser? The rope that was seized matched a length of rope that Officer Chaffee and James Weaver had found on day one, and a chemist concluded that it was human blood in the rope fibers. By By the end of all of that, it was determined that Bernard Hatch After he got off work at the gas station that was only 10 blocks away from Mary's home, even though he lived 30 miles away, he had taken her, tied her to the trailer hitch on his green car, and dragged her miles along from Utica to Steuben near Potato Hill and Star Hill. Do we know why? No. Because he has maintained his innocence the entire time. He has never once said, I did it. Not once. He, his mother initiated an appeal in 1983 and it was unsuccessful. Um, All of his paroles have been denied and he only died last year. He was 81 and at Fishkill Correctional Facility, but he maintained that innocence until his death. And at one point the Innocence Project was even looking into Like they pulled a bunch of case files from his stuff, like to look at it, to see if they, maybe he was really innocent, but (laughs) I guarantee you he was not innocent. Um, He said in 2016, the truth will be revealed. Everything does. If there's one thing written in stone, it's what goes around comes around. Or as the Bible says, you reap what you sow, but we should note in that same area There were three other women that had been reported missing, and their cases were still wide open. Linda and Lisa Katie were a 22 year old mom and her three year old daughter that had been missing since June of 1970. And Lorraine Zinicola and her three young sons had been missing since July of 1971. Lisa and Katie's bodies were discovered on December 8th, 1973 and Lorraine and her sons were never located. But they have an interesting link. They were both dating Bernard Hatch seven to eight months before they went missing. Lisa and Katie were found in the same location as Mary Rose Turner, and so was clothing belonging to Lorraine. And there is another woman named Joanne that is another potential victim, but it's largely assumed that he was a serial killer. Oh my god. Yeah. Yeah. The brutality and, like. Yeah, that's I feel like I did it. I wanted to do it as delicately as possible, but it was it's rough. The fact that he. I am so
0: sad that she spent that evening probably very confused just in general. Confused. Yeah. And then meet some random guy it's like picked up by some random guy and has the shit nightmares are made of happen to her. Yeah. For literally just being in the wrong place at the wrong time.
1: Yeah, I know it's awful. I, uh, I tried to do some background research on Bernard Hatch too. And outside of the, like these were the women he dated before then. And like, he did live with his mom, he had a daughter and an ex-wife and that was not a great situation, but his daughter did live with him. There's not a whole lot. It's very um I thought it was very strange that this case wasn't more well known. Maybe it's very well known in the area. I'm sure it has. They actually I when I was looking at stuff some college had done a report on spooky places to visit and Star Hill um, was on the list, but in the woods near that area is a lake and it's called, they call it hatch Lake because they think that he probably threw bodies in the lake. I I don't know if it's ever been dragged or anything, but. Mm, Have the goosebumps. Yeah. I just thought it was like, this guy is clearly both of them you're dating both of them and both of them and their children go missing that's weird
0: yeah that doesn't that's not just like a random coincidence and I don't know how to say this without sounding like an asshole but I it's always like gets me in the feels when it's so freaking random yes not saying it all that like you know, like, oh, I could see it. It's like ex-girlfriends. But, like, when there's a link there, you can be like, oh, I can see a motive. They probably broke up with him. They saw how freaking crazy he was. And, you know, the he didn't pass the vibe check. So they broke up with him.
1: Yeah. I Crime could- of opportunities, though, where they're yeah. just like you. Ah,
0: I hate that.
1: Yeah. And I especially, I mean, she was an older woman. She was almost 60. So, yeah, it's... It's awful. And he was questioned in the disappearances of these other women, too. And he was like, I haven't seen him. I haven't seen him since this date. Or I haven't seen him since this date. Like, one time, okay, maybe you haven't seen him. But it happens again? What?
0: What? He waited long enough afterwards, though.
1: Yeah. And it was that that same spacing we see with a lot of serial killers. It was like one per year. Yeah. It was like 70, 71, and then
0: 73.
1: Oh, I hate that. Yeah. It's that one was I such a bummer. I feel like <laughs> I feel like it was a little like boggy there in the middle.
0: Um, no, no, it was great. Okay. I mean, the case wasn't great, but like no, yeah. it, it flowed well.
1: Okay. I didn't know if I left out details that you were like, wait, but what about this? Why did this happen?
0: So, no, no. Okay. Can you imagine being her children? She has five children. uh, And knowing that, like, you grounded her home so she was walking around. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I I can't imagine. That's awful. That's obviously not their fault. They didn't know. No, 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 no. Obviously. They were trying to protect her, if anything.
0: Well, you don't think in small towns something like that's going to happen. We see it all the time. We're like, oh, this is a safe town. Like, this is a safe place.
1: Yes. I mean, it's the 70s. Was anything safe in the 70s?
0: Doesn't feel like it. That's why, like, when we were talking before about how uh, um, people say, like, oh, I was born in the wrong year. And I'm like, no, I'm good.
1: Yeah, exactly. I was born in the wrong decade. I'm like, I'll stay. Hard pass. Thanks. It was crazy back then. Because people could get
0: away with it.
1: Yeah, and, and you- had they not found like her motel key, and like had she not had all these little things on her, mm-hmm. they couldn't have figured out who it was because her, and that was the intent. You know, her body was so mutilated. Yeah, which and is just they, awful.
0: Did they ever say what state they found um, his girlfriend and her daughter's body in? Was that it? Was it similar?
1: They found them. 400 paces away from where they found Mary Rose's body.
0: Uh, was it, it w- Were they dismembered as well? I don't know. I actually I, did not see w- if it said that. I would, but it, I would assume they wouldn't release that since a
1: juvenile was involved. Oh, uh, yeah, I am not sure. I didn't, I did not look, which I should have. Now I'm thinking about it. <laughs>
0: well, I mean, the, the area is too coincidental.
1: Yeah, and Lorraine's clothes was were also in yeah. that area, so it's like yeah. all three of them. And you're really not gonna. I know that that's all that's all circumstantial, and he was he was technically put in jail for second degree murder. So, I'm just like, mm. hey, there was somebody oh. in the prison with him who claimed that he had bragged about it to him, but I know that it's not always. Most, yeah, you see but, that a lot, though. Yeah, people trying to get deals or whatever they need to get.
0: Man. I hate that.
1: Yeah. It is sad. But he, le- he, like, just died, like, in December last year, November last year.
0: Not soon enough. It was,
1: I think it was November, because that was when I started it. I had seen an article about him. I was like, who is this? And then I there um shout out to the person who sent that email because they like casually mentioned this just this random website and I went and it was a heap of resources like all of the court files all of the court photos all of the testimonies everything it was awesome
0: I it I just think of like Mr. Weaver and how he had not like how if he had not been like He was a
1: grade A witness though, unflappable. Like they could not shake that dude. He was like, it was him. (laughs) Pretty much. Like. And a lot of the witnesses were like that. They were like, I know what I saw, and it was this. You are not gonna like they didn't even try to like come back and like re-question James Weaver after he did his testimony. They were like, pretty sure he said what he meant to say. (laughs) (laughs) What I'm getting from this is we're not going to be able to
0: bully him.
1: Yeah, exactly. James That's Sweepers. exactly right. Man, shout out to
0: him. Like and I this is not meant to be like a dig at men or anything, but my husband, I can walk past him like 10 times and he still could not tell you what I was wearing that day. <laughs> And for this man to be able to like be like, this is wrong. This is intestines. You know, I'm gonna call the
1: police. Like Dude, shout straight out. up. And like when he stopped and talked to those con guys, he wasn't just like, "Hey, what's up?" He was questioning. He's like, "You guys see anything funny today? I saw a weird car. You see anything like that?" Like he was awesome. himself. He's actually sheriff of
0: the town now. <laughs>
1: Oh man. man, it was good, but they were they were very thorough and they were very quick.
0: That's and the type of
1: police work that I love. You were a little slow to the draw getting out there, but
0: you I got mean, there and made it worth.
1: Initially, it. with those other two women, they were not quick to the draw. No, but that's just but they didn't so have the evidence. You know that's yeah. that's
0: what makes it so hard. Like disappearances where there's because they probably did they discover their
1: remains after they found. uh
0: Mary's like at the
1: same yes after and it was around the same time the trial was happening they found katie and yeah they were like you know what maybe we search this area a little harder yeah and, because obviously be, you
0: are not th- something that brutal and dare i say thorough is not going to be someone's very first murder
1: You know what, now that I think of it too, they didn't even find it. It was two hunters. There were were hunters in that area. They came across the skeletal remains. So whether or not Mm. they had been pulled up or what, but... yeah,
0: Man, what a shithead, dude.
1: Yeah, super shithead. And like,
0: what makes you... I just don't... The overkill. Like, what the hell... Like what is the reasoning like what
1: what is the reason for that? There is none. There's no well, reason you could just, ever it gets progressively more violent with yeah. serial killers specifically you know well um... you think
0: about it though like even a lot of the serial killers that like we research their m o stays pretty solid like their the way they dispose of bodies becomes like more like stays pretty much the same
1: like they yeah, I would be willing to bet that those other women were also strangled, mm-hmm. but not that vicious. And maybe because he didn't know her, you know, maybe because yeah, he didn't I have that. Yeah, I don't know what
0: would ever make.
1: Because when you first said abusive husband, I was like, the it's damn a- husband. And they tried that at the trial. They were like, no, we're going we're gonna to try to. The defense was like, we're going to try to pin this on him. But he was at work that whole night. Like with the he had complete alibi and they called him out for abusing her too and trying to kill her. And I was like, good for them. Too bad yeah. he's still Roman. Uh the mm. book was called A Killer Named Hatch Massacre on Potato Hill. And I'm not gonna lie, it's I think it's self published. It's a bit of a rough read.
0: I'm gonna uh, read it.
1: It's not very long. It's like hundred and seventy six pages.
0: I'm gonna read it tomorrow
1: but uh yeah it was definitely informative and I that's why I couldn't tell you the name of it because it literally gave me everything that happened
0: man uh I don't even have words because I know I'm gonna dream tonight about her being dragged and that is like sickening to me
1: Ugh, I gave myself goosebumps thinking about it
0: no. I just don't
1: I not That
0: level of brutality, like, I can never understand. I can never understand. And I, we've said this, like, since we started the podcast, like, the psychology of all this is really, like, what drives me to research it, because I am obsessed with how people's brains work. I don't know what, what would have happened to someone. Like, what, what could have, like, led to that and...
1: Yeah, that's just I, a monster like that is a monster
0: to do it to someone see. mentioned
1: i don't remember where i read this but someone mentioned that he had a ghostly aura and i think that you can like see people and oh that reminds me of another thing i was going to mention about it in all of the court files they had a whole astro astro. astral, astral- astrological write-up on him like his sun his moon his rising and what that like looks like for him and I was they like do they, they use that that's awesome but also not the most reliable <laughs> <laughs> like and that's coming from someone who's like in pretty I, deep with that stuff I was
0: like I base a lot of things around that and I'll be like oh he was a Gemini he was a Capricorn he, he was a Pisces That actually makes a lot of sense.
1: Yeah. Too weird for this world. My husband's a Pisces. Too weird for this world.
0: (laughs) He's on the cusp though. Because he's
1: March 14th. So he's like. He's not on the cusp. Uh, It's like March 22nd. Or March 20th. Six days.
0: (laughs) Uh, Speaking of that. It's almost Aquarius season. Is the twenty first is
1: the start? Yeah, it's almost that's Aquarius.
0: Here. Our time is
1: upon us. I'm pulling I'm gonna... up this astro- astrological. I don't know why that's so hard for me to say. It astrological, is astrological. Let's see, March fifth,
0: nineteen forty. Yeah, it says my mother-in-law
1: was born on March
0: fourth. her uh, she could be. Just kidding. She's awesome.
1: Hmm. He's very tied to his mother. No father. Grew up strong feeling of responsibility.
0: I feel like you're describing my husband minus the fact that he did have like, he does have a father.
1: <laughs> Maybe that's he has, the difference. Yes, strong ties to both of them. <laughs> yeah, they even go into his planets, and I love it's that so. For it's them. so crazy. I was just like, this is in these.
0: I Court honestly files. feel like the reason in the seventies and eighties serial killers were like they were like is, I don't know, like prevalent is the word, but that's the word I'm going to use. But we have, I mean, you have world war two, you have Vietnam, you have all these men and women who experience like horrible things. Yeah. Absolutely. And then they're just kind of like thrown back into regular life. And no one is PTSD is not a thing you know they're like yeah. oh that's a war flashback It
1: it is a thing but it wasn't a thing yeah <laughs> like like, they weren't yeah. yeah they weren't treating it as such and everybody was pretty much anti-vietnam war so when they got back they were like you know it wasn't uh, a good wasn't a vibe. good thing for them yeah it wasn't like they were like in world war Two and they came back and everyone was like you're the best yay
0: yeah there's so many protests about oh uh. I'm not going to get political about
1: that but <laughs> it's just really oh. sad yeah it is really sad and it's poof.
0: now that's a bummer um not a bummer well <laughs> I
1: is when it you... not a bummer what's not a bummer? <laughs> when
0: you said uh skid marks i did not think of like
1: you kind poopy underwear, didn't you? I thought about like
0: potty training my
1: children. Oh, yeah. For real. I never even thought about poopy underwear, but now I am. So thanks for <laughs> it's- <laughs> it's- Well, we are like. I was trying to not say drag marks, so I didn't give it away. Yeah. But I accidentally gave it away the way I wrote it in one letter. I had gone back through and was like, no, not like this, like this. And. Alas,
0: I messed myself I up. I think your presentation was chef's kiss. Oh, you did thank, so you. Well. thank you. You, it was a very difficult subject,
1: and you handled it with grace. Thank you. It was rough. I just felt sad about it, and I felt like people should know that this guy existed and, like, pretty much got away with what he did. Yeah, because he, he should has... know that these women existed and again allegedly were lost at his hands. how
0: horrible for his daughter that makes me also so sad
1: his family was super protective of him they all gave different statements they were like where was he and they all said different times and different things like no one could keep their story straight including his daughter to- they did not. They failed miserably. I understand wanting to protect your family
0: members, but as we say before,
1: <laughs> we that is not ride not, or die.
0: I am not a ride or die. I'm like a ride <laughs> until it gets too hard <laughs> or dangerous. I feel the pressure.
1: I gotta go. Sorry, I bros. am not a gangster.
0: Like I am
1: not like a. Let me hold your drugs. Like that's just. Not me. <laughs> I'm going to throw these in a river. You're never going to see me again. Peace. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Hopefully there's a river nearby. If somebody <laughs> ever asks you to hold their drugs. And you're not a ride or die like us. But you know, somebody did make, somebody gave my favorite analogy. They said if it was a Dixie Chicks Earl situation, they might not say anything. And I was like, I feel that for sure. Like... I get that I would not
0: tell I but I also cannot be trusted to give you an alibi because I am not a very good liar unless it's about little like little details but my problem comes when I try to lie that I try to give too much information like I try to make the story sound
1: too good and then they're like this bitch is lying sounds just like my oldest daughter when she lies (laughs) and I'm like I see you. I just watched you do it. And now you're trying to tell me all the things that you did do that weren't the thing I just watched you do.
0: I have decided that I'm only going to like I only lie about things that truly don't matter anymore. Like it's usually I'm lying to get out of doing something. Because I'm still not a grown up. You don't up. have to. You don't have know. to lie about those
1: things. You can just be like, I know I'm not I a don't grown up. Want to do that?
0: <laughs> <laughs> I told you my 2022 <laughs> word is communication, so I've been working on like that. Yeah, I don't want to do that. And I have been lately. Like, I didn't feel well yesterday, and my mother in law came to help me paint my son's room, and I like told her. I said, I don't expect you to help paint today. But I'm just letting you know that I will not be painting today. (laughs) Uh,
1: So she she cut.
0: She cut well, she cuts in really well because she's like a she's awesome at it. And I am someone who tapes off everything.
1: Dude. I I cut in and it drives my husband crazy. He's like, why do you do that? I'm like, look, you don't even have to. Just do the line. It's fine. Mm -mm. Yeah. I'm with your husband. I painted the whole ceiling like three days ago. I don't know if I even told you that. No, you didn't. Yeah, that's why when you were like, "I painted," I, like, I just painted too.
0: But I, didn't I want to rain
1: on your rain on your paint parade.
0: I was really excited to get his room painted. The office is this weekend, so enjoy this view, people, because this Before is the last. Yeah, I'm getting paint tomorrow or Thursday, and then I'm going to paint it on Friday.
1: Did you decide what color? Yeah, I'm going to do a
0: dark green. <laughs> or black Jungle room doing i really want to paint it like a like a slate i really want to but i'm also doing um we're doing like a built-in desk all the way around like a wraparound desk yeah so when's I. when's that happening that's hap- that's why i have to get it painted now because my in-laws are leaving for florida for february because they're part-timers now i guess and i need them to help me cut this wood because it's I'm doing it like flush up against like this corner wall, but looking in the camera and seeing all of my husband's stuff behind me makes me want to stab myself in the eye. So I'm trying to change the view. Are you going to just switch sides? Uh, I tried that and the answer was (laughs) no. So (laughs) I decided the only plausible thing was to be petty and, um, do it in this corner I'm going to sit in the corner so it's going to be annoying to him good (laughs) that's why I'm doing it he's like well then why do you need the entire other side of like for my
1: things (laughs) so I can set stuff there so I can do a shelfie yeah like you don't even what do you need to be on that side of the room
0: for you don't do anything on there but play farming simulator you can do that from over here we're
1: on farming simulator now
0: yeah is
1: it like a specific one
0: I don't know, whatever one Man always
1: plays uh, Stardew Valley. That's the farming one he does. Oh, no. he It's literally called Farming Simulator.
0: <laughs> it's like a real world that all of the stuff is like, because he used to play Stardew Valley and this is like all real, like John Deere, whatever stuff. He talks to me about tractors like he's a freaking like, farmer now. Remember when he was a truck driver though? <laughs> Look, I still have to roll out his Semi-wheel every time I record. <laughs> Most of the times I record. He played truck driving simulators in case that was <laughs> confusing. If, if anybody like said like feels me. It's it's rough having a gamer husband.
1: You know, my dad went through a flight simulator phase when I was a kid and he had like the airplane. I <laughs> love your dad so much uh i remember that phase heavily
0: uh speaking of things that we love meg you want to tell them all about why we love zencaster
1: yes i do because you don't have to download anything you just do it in your browser you make your podcast in your browser it records you and it makes you have separate tracks it's just really easy to do it's
0: yeah definitely- and we keep telling people, I can't like emphasize it enough. Like a lot of programs, when you have two people recording, it's like, it's recording what your audio is hearing and like Zencaster is sounds so good. Cause it's recording what her input is. And like, it's recording my input, like our output, I guess our outputs.
1: And that might it's, sound like jarbled to you but, guys, but yeah, but
0: it's like, It records what she's saying from her mic. It's not recording what I'm hearing in my headphones. Cause sometimes, you know, it doesn't always match up and it's, I mean, it's seamless. It's great. You should start a podcast and let us know. Uh, We just had a listener whose name is Zachary. He um, was talking about his podcast. So I'm,
1: we're checking that out. So let us know. Yeah. Again, C N C A S T R code dot gruesome dot com. com code gruesome capital g like or g you is- can click the link in our instagram bio or on our website or show notes mm-hmm. wherever it is yeah it's all you capital g for
0: gangster which we are not so
1: do you remember when i had that shirt that said g is for, gangster? for
0: gangster yes i do oh
1: i just thought of something have we ever told the you getting stabbed story <laughs> <laughs> Why are you
0: going to throw me out like that?
1: Dude, well, I was thinking about something the other day, and it just, like, came out of the black hole of my memories. So one time, when I was a kid, I had a parakeet. It was a green parakeet. And my brother had a pet rat. He had a white rat with red eyes. And I had, I think it must have been middle school, I had a girl come over. And this girl like was holding my brother's rat and like looked at me and like acted like she was going to put it in my bird's cage. And I was like, she's not going to do that, but she put it in the bird's cage and the rat immediately attacked my bird because instincts, I guess, I don't know. But that girl that did that, I saved my bird, by the way, he was bleeding because he got bit, but I got the rat back and I put him in his rat prison and that was the same girl that stabbed you.
0: <laughs> that's actually very on brand. Okay, so now I have to tell so you guys. Thinking. I have to tell you guys. <laughs> you see me now and you think this foul mouthed mother, she is such a gem. I'm sure she never talked shit to anyone in her day. And she just lived in bliss all through high school. And that was it. She just, it was a great time. Was not a great time. See, (coughs) my defense mechanism was to run my mouth about anything, and honestly, let's be real, it still is my defense mechanism. Well, this girl, mind you, I was not involved in the the two girls arguing. It had literally nothing to do with me at all. I was just friends with one of the girls. Well, these two girls. We're going to fight after school as one does in a small country town <laughs> and I had math with the other girl well this other girl was talking about my friend and her name rhymes with my name which is so funny this is how- we'll talk about that in a second but anyways yeah <laughs> I remember looking at her I don't know why I don't know what my guilt memory must have blocked out what was said. I just remember looking at her, telling her, I can't wait until blank kicks your ass. Like the mature <laughs> sophomore that I was. No, I was a freshman.
1: No, you were, were only we sophomores. Than that. I think we had to be like late sophomores, maybe. No, because it was. It was, I ran into you soft- in the hallway. Do you remember that afterwards? No. No, I just remember (laughs) I had
0: pretty long hair back then and I think nothing of it. We're in math class. She gets up and if you can picture the metal scissors with the black handle and the long metal scissor part, (laughs) she just goes up and grabs them from the teacher's desk and she goes back to her desk and sits down. And I think nothing of it because like I said, that was, I said that one thing and it was I didn't think it was a big deal because I ran my mouth all the time. Well,
1: Nothing bad has happened yet.
0: (laughs) The bell rings. And yeah, this was sophomore year because freshman year is the year I got arrested. So this is sophomore (laughs) year. The bell rings. She darts out of class. I did not see at the time. She stopped right outside the door. So I'm walking to my locker, which was literally 50 feet in front of me. And I see her walking very fast behind me. I think this girl is about to cut my hair because I, from my peripheral, I see these scissors. So I turn around. Nope. She had those scissors and she stabbed me, like <laughs> slasher style <laughs> stabbed me. And
1: I'm my, laughing, but it was scary. Yes, with my lightning quick
0: reflexes, <laughs> I blocked it with my hand and it went through my. This is not funny. Like this is this no. Is
1: funny. It's funny now
0: because like, you weren't like gravely injured. No, but I want to show because this will be on Patreon. <laughs> like you can see, like it's like okay, you have like tendons, tendons. I have no tendons right there. <laughs> like there's nothing. So like nothing, nothing. And that goes up all the way because I have no tendon there.
1: I remember seeing you in the hallway and being like, "What happened?" And you were like, "That bitch stabbed me." <laughs> And I was like, what? I remember like looking down and my tendon,
0: I still have the scar. My tendon was hanging out of my hand. And I was like, this is not good. Like, this is not good. What is scary, and this is the lesson, if there is a lesson of teach your kids not to run their mouths, let them listen to this part of the story. Also,
1: teach your kids not to stab people. Also, (laughs) teach them not to stab
0: people. Teach them that people can kind of run their mouth a little bit and, like, it's okay. It's not okay. It was shitty on my part, but I did not deserve to be stabbed. And when the the principal asked her, blank, why did you stab her? She said, I was trying to stab that bitch in the neck. And I was like... (laughs) I saved my own life today. Like, being <laughs> as vain as I was, thinking, she's about to cut my hair. She's
1: about you to did. cut my neck. She's about to cut my neck. And. Like, you honestly, know, you saved her, too, because she would not have come back from that. No.
0: And our names sound very similar to each other. They rhyme. Which, they rhyme. Like, Bonnie and Connie, but, like, her name is not Bonnie. Um, and. As we got older, it was like a game of telephone where the stabber became the stabby. And I remember, like, one of my friends was dating a guy. And he was like, your friend, like, isn't your friend Connie the one who stabbed that girl in high school?
1: (laughs) No, she's the one that got stabbed. And... (laughs) what's
0: happening i don't know my husband's trying to show me something. <laughs> he said he told me to look at my phone. <laughs> okay. I interrupt this to tell you a funny story. My husband got you glasses today, and my daughter pointed at him and said. It's you in your new glasses. And it's Peppa Pig's dad. <laughs> Peppa
1: Bigs dad.
0: She's my hero. But yeah, so as time went on, I became the person who stabbed. And I was like, I'm not trying to brag, but like, I was the one that got stabbed. Look at my scar. Look at my sick scar. So and- if you're sitting at your desk, car, living room, what have you, thinking like, this is the most traumatic group of bitches I have ever <laughs> listened to. You're right. it is we have a kidnap victim a domestic violence victim a bullying stabby i got
1: arrested (laughs) Uh, (laughs) i was just i was just thinking about that and that came out of the i was thinking about my brother and i was like because my brother and i were like irish twins there's 16 months between us and i was thinking about how we always had like a pet growing up like he had one and i had one And then that popped in my mind, my brain. I was like, why was she at my house? Why was she at your house? I don't know. I think we were just like, it's kind of like that middle school phase where you're like testing out friend groups, you know? Yeah. (laughs) Just trying to find the one that fits. Yeah. And that was not the one. That one did not fit. No. And it really sucked for a long time because that's what I was known as. are you that girl that got stabbed?
0: and but you see wanted a girl that stabbed that other
1: girl <laughs> so i'm sorry that i called you out like that but i really <laughs> wanted to like like that's, that's lolo those are your psychopathic tendencies and maybe yeah. she listens if so sorry <laughs> Well, you can't be mad if the story's true. So That's true. And that is a
0: true story. And this is me saying I provoked it by running my big freaking
1: <laughs> mouth. Look, I did no. not provoke that. I was just like, ha, 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 like nervous laugh as she let the rat attack my pet bird. My,
0: uh, my husband, cause my middle, like my oldest son is in middle school and like he is 11 and he thinks he could fight anyone mind you he has never been in even like a yelling match before <clears throat> but he was talking crap to one of his friends and my husband heard him like on uh like Fortnite or whatever and he goes you're going to run your mouth to the wrong person one day and get stabbed like your mom did and i was like why would you <laughs>
1: tell him that but then i had to give him a bullying lesson cuz in that situation when your husband said that Yes. And Yeah. for a second I thought that your um like your kids like your the friend said yeah. it to him I was like did he tell his friend about it and you then his friend I, was I wish <laughs> his friend would have said that that would have been way funnier <laughs> than
0: my husband calling me out
1: uh murder hmm. <laughs> stabbing I'm glad you weren't murdered yeah, in and high actually, school. There are some times when I think back when I was like, oh shit. Like there are many opportunities you could have been murdered in high school. <laughs> yeah. Really yeah. either of us. What do
0: you think the most sketchy thing is we did?
1: Michigan. Yeah. Driving, I agree. Driving there with no money. Ten dollars. Excuse my, you. My family did not know where I was at all. Like I and I didn't have a cell phone. So I was just like out. Um,
0: we said we were at a college visit day. Yeah. That was not happening. Like, no. what?
1: No, but your guys' stories, when I asked you to tell yes. me the sketchiest thing you ever did, so good. You guys are animals. Yeah, I love <laughs> it. I love it. I was going I was... through these like, you should be dead. You should yeah, be dead. I, you know, I was like, oh, damn. Uh, like uh, flying to LA to watch Labyrinth in the theater. I'm like, just watch it on TV. What's (laughs) wrong with you? (laughs) The best one that I read
0: was with the buses. Met a guy on the bus, so got on a different bus to like ride with him, and I was like, nope, don't do that. We went to, I think, I don't know if we've said it before, but like we went to Michigan. We met boys in a band and we were 16, told them we were 18.
1: We were not. They,
0: we were not. They, we had $10. We put it in my car on the way up to Michigan because like three hours away. That was all the money we had. <laughs> it was um, not
1: enough to get back.
0: <laughs> it was not enough to get back. So we drive to Michigan. We get pulled over on the way. I had a gnarly $350 uh, speeding ticket from that. Shout out to my mom. You the true MVP for that one. But we met these boys and they took us to a frat party at michigan state and it was this looking back knowing i have a daughter and sons like that was the sketchiest shit i have ever been around and i yeah. just remember this like drunk like 20 year old 20 some year old guy coming to us and mean like how old are you keep in mind we barely look like our ages now take away <laughs> the stress of children <laughs> and like marriages we yeah. were 16 and we looked about 14 and we were like we're 18 and he was like when's your birthday and we rattled off some random day and he's like I know you didn't lie because you looked to be in the eyes and I was like I don't even know what day I said
1: yeah I don't I, think it it's definitely 18. wrong oh <laughs> uh, yeah that was dumb Dumb, dumb, dumb. But it wasn't um, going camping in the woods on a first date dumb. So that's good.
0: (laughs) You guys are dumber than we are.
1: (laughs) You're not. We're all equally dumb. Yeah, we are. Like running your mouth to a girl who has psychopathic (laughs) tendencies. Oh, man. All right. Well, (laughs) I got nothing. Bye. Uh,
0: (laughs) Don't forget zencaster.com slash, I think it's slash pricing. And then you enter coupon code gruesome with a capital G. Start a podcast and let us listen to it because I'm running out of shit to listen to.
1: Get me something new. Thank you so much for listening to Gruesome, Horrific, True Crime, a Zencaster powered podcast. Seriously, we wouldn't be here without them. Zencaster is simple to use and makes it easy to edit your own podcast. Zencaster gives you automatic, high-quality post-production sound, transcription, and HD video recordings of all of your episodes. If you want to start a podcast, and we think you should, click the link in the show notes or at our website and use the code GRUESOME with a capital G for 30% off your first three months. We love you, beautiful strangers, and if you love us too,
0: here are some ways that you can support Gruesome. Please leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcast or a five-star rating on Spotify. This helps other true crime. Ki- this helps other true crime connoisseurs find us. Follow us at Gruesome Podcasts on Instagram
1: or TikTok, and talk to us on our posts. Join the Patreon. Sign up to join our True Crime Sticker of the Month Club and gain access to bonus episodes and exclusive Patreon perks. Or if a one-time donation is more your thing, we have a Venmo at Gruesome Podcast and a PayPal via our email, gruesomepodcast at gmail.com. Speaking of which, we
0: love hearing from you. It seriously makes our whole life. So send us your questions, comments, suggestions, Or just ask our opinion on whether
1: that person you met on Tinder is a serial killer or not. Tune in next week. And don't forget, lock your windows, lock your doors. And on Wednesdays, we're we're gruesome. gruesome. Bye. Bye. Bye.